Right. I think many of you saying, yeah, well, why don't you allow, uh, you know, uh, black wealth to spend money, blah, 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 blah. Uh-uh, we're not there. Where we are is to try and understand the implications by way of the responsibility, not just to the taxman, but to the broader society. Because we know uh, any income, cash, account, SMS, QR code. The tax man has a stake in that. And we want to understand that this evening. Busiswem Leche is a tax expert and uh, the founder at BTMT Capital. And uh, Busi is going to tell us a bit more about, uh, yeah, uh, I guess uh, all of this. And this happens in a context where a considerable number of people have, uh, I guess, uh, been roped in and, uh, you know, uh, been investigated for some of their uh, spending activity, as we often hear. Busi uh, good evening, Mama Gunjan. Hello? Okay, uh, let's uh, take that brief break there while we try and re-establish our connection uh, with uh, Busasiw. 13 minutes it is uh, before 8pm. It's our, our segment where we take a look at the headlines. And uh, yeah, we're set to speak to Busasiw Amzlecha. But uh, yeah, hearing that uh, she's uh, feeling a bit under the weather at the start of this new week. And uh, we're going to speak to uh, one of her colleagues out at uh, BTMT Capital, uh, director at uh, BTMT, uh, Puti Maine. Puti, good evening and welcome. Thank you so much, Aya. Uh, I'm the standing Busasiw today. But uh, thank you for having me. No, 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 that's uh, that's okay. No worries. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening. No worries. I, I want us maybe just to, to unpack, because I think before we even get into some of the examples I want us to take a look at, there's a particular mm-hmm. principle that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ideally ought to be reinforced. Here. Maybe two principles. The one is, as an employer, any mm-hmm. income that I give to my employee, it might be a bonus, it might be, you know, in-kind allowance, might be subject to some tax treatment in whatever shape or form. So that's the first one. The second one that I'm quite interested in is this idea of making sure that at least there's some harmonization between what you're paying over to the taxman uh, and, of course, I guess your consumption behavior. Um, mm-hmm. And I would argue what your lifestyle is. So, so many people have yeah. called for a lifestyle yeah. audit. Uh, so yeah. if I'm earning five rand and by extension paying, you know, the tax man, uh, the uh, a taxable portion of that five rand, uh, I can't have a consumption basket that uh, is befitting of 50 rand. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, Aya. Um, you know, but I think first and foremost, um, you know, I think what is important to, to understand that from a tax point of view, um, there's no section in the Act that would uh, prescribe spending of uh, behaviors or sure, sure, how, sure, sure. for instance, sure. <laughs> um, a certain taxpayer should spend what they have earned. So what the Act does prescribe, though, is if you're a resident or a non-resident and you earn income within South Africa, um, that income is then subject to income tax, right? So... For instance, um, you, 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 I liked that you used the, the term lifestyle audit because what I wanted to draw attention to is that, for instance, I have a particular way in which I live, mm. um, and, but, and this lifestyle that I have is, is sort of flaunted and put out there. Um, that may almost trigger a lifestyle audit on the way in which I live. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, um, you know, 
without going into any any particular example, um, you know, when we talk about a lifestyle audit, the starting point really would be reconciling what as SARS has in terms of what has been declared by a particular taxpayer in terms of returns and what you spoke about in terms of their consumption or spending habits. Now, if a gap is found between the two, um, then that would then obviously require certain assumptions to be made, um, which, for instance, would be if you earn 5,000 rand, but you spent spending habits of, for instance, 10,000 rand. Now, that gap would then be assumed as gross income because mm. if you have spent it, you must have earned it at a certain point in time. And if it's not declared in your return, um, then um, those assumptions will then be made by SARS and you'll be required to pay tax on that income. So, 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 okay, maybe before I ask that question, Putya, I can see we've got, uh, you know, we've got to go pay the bills quickly. So I want us to take yeah. this quick spot break. But uh, when we come back, I continue with uh, Putya Mayina, director at BTMT Capital. And uh, yeah, we're talking, I guess, about uh, issues of taxation around uh, consumption behavior. And uh, I think the point there is, you know, nobody's going to prescribe how you spend your money, but at least your, how you spend that money has to be commensurate or how much you spend has to be commensurate with how much you're declaring as uh, your income. And we'll continue with that after this. Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We are taking a look at uh, the latest headlines. And, of course, a big part of what we're talking about this evening is uh, about uh, the tax implications of, uh, yeah, uh, certain types of uh, consumption. And uh, as we said, I mean, we're not having a discussion around, I guess, uh, you know, the ethical or moral suitability as in gain as in, as in gain. Uh, But what we're interested in is, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the um, divergence between what one might spend in uh, income that the taxman assumes has been earned uh, vis-a-vis, I guess, what they've declared to the self-same taxman. And uh, Putimayene, Managing Director at BTMT Capital, is my guest. And uh, Puti, you were still, I guess, taking us through this idea that if you can spend it, the assumption by SARS is that you've earned it uh, and therefore your, uh, I guess, disclosed income and taxable income uh, before the receiver of revenue should be commensurate with, um, you know, uh, whatever you might have uh, spent uh, based on, I guess, the, the assumption that you would have earned that. Um, talk to me about, I guess, the role of lifestyle audits uh, in that, because um, one would think, I mean, with what we saw on the weekend, uh, not just uh, with what happened with Royal AM, and we'll come back to that because it has a pay-as-you-earn implication. But let's mm. start off just with this one of uh, you know hundreds of thousands being spent um, you know on uh, uh, bottles of liquor, um, and it mm. just makes me think. I mean, if 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 there's a sense at some point when these audits are undertaken that you know you're spending X amount of money, uh, um, you're quite conspicuous in how you spend it. People can see you. Um, mm. Then of course the implication is that you should maybe be giving us taxes beyond maybe what you're currently giving us. Talk to us about mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Um, you're correct, Gaia. Um, You know, in terms of, you know, those, those, those extravagant type of spending um, habits, if, um, you know, for instance, you are a taxpayer and, um, you know, you in terms of your tax compliance status. So when we talk about your tax compliance status, we refer to you've registered for all tax types, 
you declare your returns as you should. So income is fully declared and date whatever tax date is due has been paid. So if you are in that type of category, then um, your spend your spending habits are almost in line with what the receiver has or SARS has on the, on their book. But now the the trick then becomes for a lot of um, you know individuals or even entities or business owners who um, you know would try to minimize their tax uh, debt in in terms of evading tax and by then for declaring um, tax returns that are or income on their tax returns that is almost you know a, a small fraction of what it is that they've actually earned and now that gap that gap in 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 in, in in your spending and what you have declared will bring mm. about that lifestyle audit. Huh. Now, once that lifestyle audit is triggered, um, the starting point truly would be, let us look at the tax and uh, compliance status of this person. What do the returns say? Um, you know, and you found that you've only declared 100,000 in terms of income earned. However, you, you know, you're all over social media posting about how you're, you know, spending, uh, you know, in access of, a million rand. Um, now, what happens is is what I described to earlier when I said that all the, that spending will then be assumed to be gross income. Mm. And now, on top of that, um, you know, you will not be because what happens is SARS has has given you an opportunity to come and uh, declare your returns. Um, you know, the first time around. Now, when it's in a in, in the setup of the lifestyle audit, they make assumptions and don't even allow you space to claim certain deductions mm. that would have um, that you would have been entitled to. Now you would then be um, you know required to pay tax on all of that that what you've spent over that entire year of assessment, um, and you know because there's uh, possibilities of evading tax, then uh, you know certain penalties could be imposed. You know, almost up to 200% of under, um, understatement penalties could be imposed as well. So it's quite a hefty price to pay, um, you know, um, whereas you could just be forthcoming and pay your taxes as you should. Now, the other thing uh, I want us to maybe take a look at uh, is what we saw as bonuses being paid at the tail end of a particular game, paid in cash. Yeah. Now... You know, any allowance, any salary or any gratuity, as people often say, that's uh, extended to employees is subject to tax treatments, depending on what it might be or the form that it might come in. Uh, So I know, for instance, transport allowances might not be subject to the same taxes. And uh, there's an entire sort of gamut of guidance that the receiver of revenue would give us. But but, but with what you saw, I mean, and I hope you, you had a chance to see that video. Yes. Yes, I, I sat there thinking, pay as you earn UIF. Uh, <laughs> but hey, yeah, you, I mean, you know more about these things. Tell us a bit more. Definitely, you're on the right track, Aya. Um, you know, so with what we saw, I mean, you know, well, um, I'll just draw a picture in terms of the type of relationship that exists. So if I'm a football player and I, uh, you know, work for a football club, um, you know, I'm employed to render certain services. The act refers to what I get paid in, as uh, for rendering those services as remuneration, um, as you've uh, correctly alluded to earlier. So now, 
the relationship that exists there is an employer-employee relationship. Mm. So the onus or the obligation on the employer is to withhold PYE on any salaries, bonuses, whatever fringe benefits um, that that are given to an employee um, for rendering the particular service. So if the employer in this case... Uh, Ah, Puta, do we still have you on the line? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Puta, line Z was in motion. Go get us out of the Let's uh, take a brief pause there, and uh, yeah, we'll continue with Puta Mayne after this. Puta, do we have you back? Yes, I'm back. Sorry about that, Aya. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know. It must have been maybe gremlins on our line. But uh, <laughs> let, let's continue just as you were saying there. I mean, if, uh, and uh, we lost you when you were, I guess, unpacking the employment relationship and the implications that that then has. Yes, absolutely. So um, as I was saying that, you know, it's an employer-employee relationship and mm. the onus is really on the employer to withhold um, you know, employees tax in the form of PYE and UIF, et cetera, on whatever remuneration is, is given to employees for services rendered. So um, the onus really is on the employer, which would be the owner of a football club, to prove that PYE or employees tax has been withheld. So for instance, this happened on Saturday, the 2nd of October, which then means the expectation is that when um, the employees' tax returns, or EMT 201, as we call them, are submitted in November. Mm. This, whatever was earned or was paid to the employees, PYE would have been without and paid over to SARS. So as long as the employer can prove that that happened, then there is nothing wrong. But I guess from an ethical point of view, you know, um, employment contracts are generally, or remuneration is generally supposed to be, um, you know, confidential. But mm. <laughs> um, you know, um, that's just ethics. But from a point, uh, from a tax point of view, um, if the employer is able to prove that as an agent, because employers are appointed as agents for SARS to collect this PYE from the employees and pay it over to SARS. Um, so if they can show that in their returns that they we expect that they will file um, in November, by the 7th of November, um, that indeed whatever bonuses or salaries were been paid to the employees, PAYE has been withheld. So, so, so in this case, the responsibility or the onus on paying over whatever might have been paid as a bonus or gratuity would fall on the employer. But uh, the employer mm-hmm. might say, look, you know, I pay this person 15,000 rand, layer 2,000 that you saw being paid in that clip, you know, I'm not going to declare it. I mean, mm-hmm. that, does the employer have grounds to do that, especially if, you know, now this has been publicized in the fashion that it has? Absolutely not. So when it comes to that, that um, the nature of the relationship, the act is very clear because... Um, you know, this reminds me of, of how this relationship of, or this appointment of agent came into being. Um, you know, there was a case back in the day where, um, you know, mine workers would work for the beers mine and um, they would earn their wage and the employer would pay them their wage and the receiver would have to search far and beyond for all these employees um, to pay their taxes. And that became a, an impossible 
his employers were being appointed as agents for SARS. They say, oh, no, 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 instead of us having to go look for John and Thomas and, and, and May, um, you as employer deduct our portion and pay it over to us and pay May and John and, and Thomas the net of what would have been due to us. Mm. And then that administratively um, became less of a burden for the receiver. So the, the, the act is very clear when it places the responsibility on the employer, that the employer has to withhold PYE or uh, employee's tax on any remuneration paid to employees. So Puti, if I wanted to do that tomorrow, yes. uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to record myself going and paying out allowances or gratuities in that fashion. Um, mm. What would I likely expect, maybe I guess a few days or even come next you know, return season from the receiver of revenue if, you know, God forbid they see that? Mm-hmm. So I think what that would do, I mean, publicizing it in the way that um, it was um, brings us almost back to our initial point in terms of a lifestyle order. Um, it will, it will, it may trigger lifestyle auditing in that, um, you know, is this person indeed declaring all that they need to declare from an income point of view, right? Mm. And in terms of as an employer, are they acting as an agent as as they've been appointed by the act to do so and declaring PYE and paying it over to SARS? Um, so it, it, in, in, in publicizing it or flaunting it, um, you know, it, it most causes SARS to zoom into you and therefore um, you, know, you need to then make sure that your tax affairs are in order if you're going to you know, take that route or your personality you know, <laughs> warrants you to take that route of being flamboyant in that way. Mm. Same be, same be. Then maybe <laughs> let's come back just as we wrap up, I guess, uh, to the first matter we were talking about. Similarly, mm. uh, I mean, if, I, if I'm going to, you know, uh, really enjoy the spectacle and the very conspicuous display of uh, mm. how much I've spent at the bar, um, mm. should I also have my tax affairs in order? Because we know, I guess, um, yeah, anybody could be picked on on the shoulder to say, hey, buddy, we'd like to do a lifestyle audit. Exactly, and I mean, you know, it's it's yes, it's it's the publicizing and the and the putting it out there that um, may trigger the lifestyle audit. But even you know, I have people are there's, there's a hotline where people um, may choose to you know report anonymously a tip off and say, oh no, I is living it up here and there. I'm not sure his order, his tax affairs are in order. So it becomes imperative that. You know, if your personality warrants you to be like that, make sure that all your tax affairs are in order and you've declared fully all the income that you've earned in that particular year of assessment and paid what is due to um, sorry. Yeah, okay. Put it. (laughs) On that sobering note, thank you very much uh, for taking time out (laughs) to speak to us this evening. Okay, thank you so much, Aya, for having me. Awesome stuff. Putimayine is the managing director at BTMT Capital, helping us there with our headlines. This velagendo sobao, yeah, pamgoba, pamgobo holi sabashali, for all to see in a very conspicuous fashion. Oganye, pamgobo tegita filibem nyama. Kangelet kalba, yeah. Ababandu bechafu ingaba.
you're on a good footing with them first.